Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to share in another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. The morning show edition, which I believe is actually the first one for the year. It is, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Who asked you to speak? <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I didn't know you were speaking no, rhetorically. <laughs> you will speak hey, when you're spoken yeah, that's to. That's right. Understood? <laughs> yes. Zip it. <laughs> How you going, mate? All right? I'm good. How are you? Hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Just cracked open a um, northern. Feeling good? Feeling oh, feeling better now. Yeah, good. Yeah. We've got a lot to get into. Eh? It's been a it's been a while coming actually. We've been uh, we've had some questions come through. Mm-hmm. We have got some announcements to make. We've got um, some bits and pieces going on. So it's a good way to start off the year with our first morning show. Um, thank you to everyone who have uh, supported the podcast throughout last year and everything like that, especially with the morning show side of things, like people were, mm. you know, be, who've been sending out those questions and, you know, just uh, yeah. sending some love and support. We um, appreciate it. Yeah, it's been awesome. So, you know, uh, so that's what we're here to do. We're here to cover some more topics and to answer some of those questions. Mm-hmm. Now, firstly, housekeeping stuff. Yes. So uh, a couple of things. One, we've heard, we've listened and we have now officially ordered the shirts. Ooh. 
So the shirts are coming. Um, this, these shirts in particular, we've actually done quite a fair bit of testing over the, I would say last couple of years actually with mm. the other brand too, Rod to Rest. Yeah. Uh, so we're, I'm very confident in the material and the type of shirt that we want to use and that we want to provide to the, to the listeners. Mm. Um, it is, and look, I won't be, I won't, I won't piss in anyone's pocket, but like it's, uh, well, I guess I, I won't lie about it. Uh, it is definitely a little bit more expensive. Yeah, but I would rather pay a little bit more money to get a good quality yeah. shirt than something yeah. that's going to just. That's fall right. Apart, yeah, when I say a know? little bit more expensive, it's like you know five ten bucks at the most. Yeah. Um, from what you would probably pay for a basic shirt, mm. so um, I, I would say you're probably looking around that sixty dollar mark for the, one of these t-shirts. But um, that shirt, um, it it lasts. Like yeah, I've had so car. much because, you know, we obviously gave out a feed out to – we gave some testers out to people, mm-hmm. people who have worn the Ride to Rest shirts and they know if you ask them, like, those shirts have lasted. You they've know lasted. I like them. Yeah, that's right. They've lasted. They've out oh, no. <laughs> I've got at least ten in my cupboard. <laughs> I know, and my stock keeps dwindling. <laughs> it's funny, Where I haven't sold going? one. <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, like with the basic shirts, like I think – the equivalent's like one, I think they're about 180 grams per square metre. The shirts that we're using are 220 grams per mm. square metre, so they're a lot, they're a bit of a heavier shirt. Mm. They're more of a classic fit. And I know I will put my, I'll put my name behind that one because yeah. I know that it's a good quality shirt. And, yeah, good. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, that's one thing I'm proud of is making sure that the people get a good quality product from us, as, as do our hats. Yeah. Same with our hats. Mm-hmm. We get them from, you know, Country Trucker Cap, shout out to Big the Fella who, sponsors the show um and i stand by my product you know if there's something that you weren't happy about it hit me up and let me know and i'll be endeavored to fix it or correct it or whatever i need to do oh that's nice yeah Lovely. except for you yes <laughs> wait <laughs> just quickly housekeeping yeah is that mouse crap <laughs> <laughs> no that's a bit of flint uh, lint from one of my shirts <laughs> oh, not one of your 60 dollars shirts hopefully <laughs> And one more thing. Yeah. Um, you know you're not allowed to wear your hat backwards. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's I thought... slutty, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disgraceful. That's what we do here. Um, now, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so firstly, that was the housekeeping. Um, yeah. Now, on a, on a serious side, firstly, I want to... I want to take this time to, to dedicate this show to a couple of people. Yeah. And so firstly, I'd like to dedicate this to a little fellow by the name um, Little Nolly O'Keefe. And he was a service that I conducted for him on Friday just gone, a little mm-hmm. four-year-old who had been battling leukaemia and unfortunately had succumbed to the disease, mm-hmm. uh, to the cancer, sorry. Uh, I had the honour and the privilege to conduct that service on behalf of the family and... I just wanted to give a tribute, uh, give a shout out to that young lad, that long, young fellow who obviously okay. I am, um, I was absolutely honoured to conduct that service and I want to just honour this to him for the strength and the bravery and everything that he must have endured mm-hmm. and what he did to go through and and to um, get, face that head on with the battle and be positive. Like with some of the photos and stuff that we saw, there was always a smile on his face oh. and... Um, his favourite theme was uh, – his favourite uh, – they did a Spider-Man theme and it was absolutely beautiful. Mm. Some of the kids came and dressed up as characters and um, the parents did too. 
and they had a Nerf gun salute. Lovely. <laughs> it was beautiful so nice. as they came in. So I just wanted to um, obviously extend my um, gratitude to his family for allowing yeah. me to do that and also to, to uh, pass on my condolences to the family and to his extended friends and stuff like that as yeah, well. Absolutely. So that's one person I'd like to honour. And the second one is also to the late Reese. Marshall, who yeah. unfortunately passed away unexpectedly due to a medical reason while he was working. And um, he was transported to the hospital and one uh, unfortunately was pronounced deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But one last thing that he was able to do was to actually um, give the chance for some other people to live by donating certain organs to certain people so um i the family have been in touch with me and i'm conducting a service for them this week um i'm truly truly honored to be a part of that and i just want to extend my sincerest condolences to his wife and children and i will do everything that i can do to make sure that his send-off is uh, a good celebration of his life and in honor of what he is as a man that's not so um yeah so these are dedicated to them today so so let's begin. All right. So, firstly, we've got some. Um, we've got some. I keep saying firstly. Secondly. Secondly. <laughs> secondly, we've got some. We've got some questions come in, uh, which is really cool. And some people have actually reached out to the um, email and have provided Ooh. us with a, some voice recordings. Lovely. Love so, it. I'm really excited about this. Mm. Me too. So I want to yeah, bear with us because this is the first – well, it's not, I don't think it's the first time I played something. I oh, know we did with um, Justin Burgess. We've got today, Jimmy. Want me to play some elevator music? Ding, ding, ding. So this is from Matthew Williamson and he sends in this. So let's hear that. G'day, guys. It's Matthew here. From Mexico, from Victoria, Mexican. if you don't know. Victoria. Yeah. Just uh, got a couple of questions I'd love to ask and get a bit of knowledge. I love the podcast and I love everything that you guys are doing. It's great listening to it and everything that you guys have achieved so far and will achieve in the future. I'm sure it'll be great times ahead of us. Though my questions are, what is the traditional Viking funerals, the ones where they've got the long ships and they burn them with the chieftains. What's all the history and knowledge that you know about that? And also, I saw on the old TikTok someone over in the States, of course it's in America, where they put these people inside water coffins to um, basically water cremate just thought if you guys knew about it or know about it, just be interesting to see your insights. Thank you, guys. Love the podcast. Have a good day. Awesome questions. Yeah, those were some cool questions. Yeah. Eh? So thank you, Matthew. Appreciate that, mate. So we, um, so with with the Viking funerals, what's what's your knowledge on those? You, you did you have? A, we had a little bit of a. So bit, yeah, I had mine was very. I actually had really not much knowledge at all. It was actually quite a bit of an interesting. I did a little bit of research on myself. Did you? Uh, just a touch okay. because I sort of, you know, I preempted the question, but I didn't really know much about it. Yeah, I, um, I've i only known it from the TV show Vikings. Yeah. Like I've, I've only seen it through that. 
But um, from what I know, it, it's all still a little bit unknown because there's yeah. not many written accounts about the Vikings and well, their f- traditions. Yeah. yeah, because there was two – so there was a theory behind what I – from what I know is that practicality or practically I, I thought it would it would be not the – it'd be counterproductive to incinerate a body on a boat especially when you're surrounded by a body of water. Mm, yeah, that's what I read. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that's the biggest – that's the most common thing. Like the, you, what you see is the, the boat getting pushed away or out to sea and it's mm-hmm. getting on fire and that was the – They fire an arrow and fire, then it lights yeah, up. Lights <clears> up. <throat> um, but in saying that though, I did read that um, they, they had an um, appreciation for boats. Boats would um, take them into the, the afterlife type yeah. thing. So a lot of people were actually buried in boat-shaped um, like graves. Yes. Or if they were up higher, like high-privileged, um, they would actually have massive boats made to bury them in. Yes. They would get buried in the boat. Yes. That's what yeah. that's what I sort of gathered was that it symbolised what they wanted to do, but it was more of a case of they did that on the actual land. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to doing it in water. I'm sure that probably confused a lot of archaeologists when they were first digging it up, going, there was never a river here. Yeah, that's Why right. Is there Why a is there a boat? boat? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, from what I read, that was part of their tradition. And they either did burial or cremation. They did lots of cremations, but on your typical, like, um, wood stack, yeah, sort of thing. similar to like what Hindu and uh, Hinduism and stuff like that, where they would yeah. actually build a pile and then yeah. cremate the body within the pile of of timber and stuff like that. Because from what I know, Vikings were actually pagan. Yep. Like they and they were fiercely pagan, and obviously it has a lot to do with North Norse mythology with Thor and Odin and yes. um, all, yeah, all the cool Marvel stuff that we like <laughs> these days, but yeah. um. Yeah, they also believe that fire would help. The smoke from a fire would help um, deliver your soul into the afterlife. Oh, that's thing. cool. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, like I so that's that's my basic knowledge of what I know about Viking stuff. But it's it's actually it was quite interesting. I think there was a bit more of a gruesome side to that as well, wasn't there? A bit of a a bit of a bit of a bit of things going on with mm-hmm. with people going with them. <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah. And, um, and particularly yeah. women? <clears throat> yeah, people who are higher up who yeah. had women dedicated to them yeah. would use the women would usually have to go with, with them. them. Or they um, would choose or they'd delegate someone. Yeah. Not usually by choice. No, I've, I'm not going to dive no. into no, it. No, don't dive because, into it, but yeah, you but can do your own research yeah, on that one. Google but that one because yeah. it's actually, it, it kind can, of paints a bit of a different and Well, it gives you a different, bit of a different look at how it actually takes place. Yeah. But the idea is like it's, you know, but that's, you know, it goes along with the same sort of routines as some of these other traditions and other these other tribes or these other um, cultures where, you know, human sacrifices were mm. quite common yeah. and even like young children and that were... You know, the blood of a young child was regarded as you know, high up or whatever the case may be. So the bourgeoisie still do that with children's blood these days, don't they? Who the bourgeoisie? The, I, I thought they, they, they symbolise it, don't they? <laughs> with a goat or something. Again, we won't uh, no. dive into that. No. But uh, from also from what I read, they still did the same thing. They would clothe them, bathe yes. them, yes. mourn for them for a few days, chants and. 
you know, songs and all that sort of thing. So it's yeah. similar sort of stuff. It is. The know? basics, the, the principles of what they did, the ceremonial side of things was all, it's very similar to other yeah. cultures. Um, but the biggest difference being the way that they sort of celebrated it or the way that they honoured it through the boat itself, that was actually something pretty cool. So yeah, I thought so. Yeah, so, I mean, that's like that's my basic understanding of it. What's, is that pretty much yours too? I think that's as, I think that's as much as you're probably going to get yeah. from it too because, like I said, archaeologists, they like old mate Phil Hoare said, you know, they kind of just well, guess yeah, they, a lot of yeah, things. They, yeah, like the, best, the best example of it, and he, it's a perfect way, he got, like he said, he gives you a stack of pencils. He goes now. Put them in order. So he's he put them, put in a stack them up. So mm-hmm. mate goes goes from shortest to longest and puts it down. And he goes, "What made you choose that?" And he goes, "Well, shortest to longest." He goes, "Well, that's your assumption of that's how it's supposed to be." Yeah, doesn't exactly. mean that's the right way. Yeah, exactly. It could be one long, one small, one medium, one bigger. Like there's no that's that's your interpretation of how that's supposed to be laid out. And I was literally just listening to another podcast, Joe Rogan, and they were talking about Vikings. And how they've only actually found one full Viking helmet. They've only found little shards of other helmets. That's right. And um, they don't really know half of the stuff that they wore or looked like or whatever because there's very few accounts. So. Yeah. Like you said, I think it was the burning of Alexandria is the one that stuffed up a lot of history oh, with a yes. lot of things. Like that, they held so much history in that place and then burning that. I forgot you know, about the, that. They lost a lot of information and stuff, and who knows? There could have been, there would have been stuff about the Vikings in there for sure. Maybe even about the pyramids and aliens. Maybe that's, that's it. why it was burnt down. Maybe it was the aliens that burnt it down. <gasps> <laughs> we'll delve into that another day. Yeah, not, now, the second question he, uh, that uh, Matthew brought up was about the. I'm going to probably assume he's talking about aquamation. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically. Um, there's this what they would class as an environmentally friendlier option mm. as opposed to cremation, and it is relatively new in the sense there is there actually there are ones aquamators that are actually currently available in Australia now as we speak now yeah yep yeah, yeah there's actually one in Brisbane oh really yeah yeah and there's um, lots getting made really supposedly. Supposedly, what I've heard is that the Victorian Council, uh, the, Victor- in the Council of Victoria, have actually commissioned uh, people to make more uh, okay. and to, uh, you know, in Victoria. Well, for starters, in Victoria, you can- privately owned ones can't. You can't have a privately owned crematorium in Victoria. Can't you? No. Now, if you, I don't know what the legalities are behind whether a private funeral home can open an aquamator because it's a different category. Yeah. Okay, I know for a fact, like for instance, with the pet criminator side of things, like mm-hmm. for me, um, same rules apply in Canberra. They used to apply in Canberra, but okay. there were people getting around that by using aquamators for pets. Oh, so you okay. could actually get an aquamation done. You could get water cremation done for a pet. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so that is definitely available. Yeah. Now the process involved in that. Once again, it's very, very broad for me and I'd love to actually have someone on to talk about it. Yeah. And so I'm going to put a reach out here at the moment that if, if there is someone who owns one or mm. if there is someone that knows about one or has a good knowledge of it, I'd love to have you on and have okay. a discussion about it because I'd love to talk about the opposing from a business point of view yeah. and yeah. also an environmental <laughs> point of view. So yeah. I'd love to hear a bit of a, a sort of like a, a, a discussion about 
the pros and cons of both with cremation and acclimation because it's a, mm. it's something that's going to be a part of disposition for for deceased people in the future. There's no doubt yeah. about it. People yeah. are looking for these greener options. They're looking mm-hmm. for a different sort of um, alternatives for things. You know, there's those eco friendly parks as well. Mm. You know that. People are looking at, you know, um, being um, buried as opposed in, in, in minimal amounts of stuff as opposed to being in a coffin and, and being able to provide um, natural nutrients to the soil and to mm. the earth and to the, to, the, to the flora around so that people yeah. can, you know, you know, you're giving back to the earth. Which I like the sound of that too. I mean, look, I like the sound of that as well. I'm not – I'm an open kind of thought mm. kind of person. I'm happy to – help people out with any sort of thing like that. But so the process of it. We briefly touched on this. We did. Yeah. So from my recollection, I'm, I'm pretty sure this water coffin that you speak of is, is a, it's a vessel that, or it's a capsule that the person is placed into. Now they're not, they, I don't, they can't be in a coffin from what I remember. They can't be in a coffin. There's pretty much, you have to be. I'm assuming just naked. Naked, naked, or it might be a a minimal biodegradable material, or something might be involved as well. Then it's it's a combination of water and an alkaline, high Mm. alkaline material, and supposedly, from what I've been told, that it's actually quite a minimal amount of water that's used because they they reuse the okay they're reusing the water. It's a cycle of this water that's been used. Now, that water does have to be displaced somewhere, whether it's in a holding tank or if it's sprayed out into certain gardens or whatever. Yeah, okay. Depending on the area within different – I know there's different things. But that's pretty much the basic run of it. Now, I think that that breaks down – the it speeds up the natural breakdown of the body, like when it takes a couple of hours. I, I believe it might take maybe four hours, two, two to four hours or something like that of breaking this body down. Mm-hmm. And what you're left with is like a chalky substance material like the, of the bone. Oh, okay. Of the skeletal system, Yeah, what's left of it. And then I think that is either heated itself. I know that there's a slight heat involvement in the uh, water itself as well. I think it might rise the temperature a little bit to make it. Um, a soup. <laughs> like it. Like sort of like a combination or like a... A combination soup. <laughs> I don't mind that when I order some Chinese food. Yeah, a bit, <clears throat> bit of tofu. Com- combination short soup. <laughs> short soup. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like your short soup and then you can... Uh, and then I think I think what then you're left with... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, fuck, oh uh... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're left with the bony material that's sort of like a chalky thing. I think you got to granulate that, and that's what okay. you get given back. Now that's you get that's given a something v- back. You are, okay. yeah, yeah. I that's a very basic layout of it, and that's why I'd love to have someone on and talk about it. I um I was thinking about this a couple of days ago about the different options. Yeah, and I was thinking about like you know 100 years in the future. I wonder what sort of um, other things they're going to create. They're going to freeze-dry people. I was thinking more like, have you heard of pink mist? <laughs> no, what's pink mist? You know when someone literally is exploded so <laughs> intensely that there is nothing left but just pink mist? Yeah. 
Like, I feel like that would be a very eco-friendly option because you are literally getting rid of everything and it's just a pink mist. That's a very good point. You know, there's a... I'm, I want to bring this up, actually. What I remember, I'll see if I can find it. Um, this goes back to... Because, you know, like, uh, when the... Oh, jeez. You know, when that... Um, when those guys went and did that submarine thing? Yes. <laughs> I think we all remember that. <laughs> and, they, and they imploded? Yeah. Yeah. The, the amount of pressure that was involved around it vaporised them within millimetres of a second. Yeah. The, 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 basically what I remember that they said was the, the amount of time it takes for the body, the body, the body, the body. Tell us about the body, Brian. But the, <laughs> the amount of time it takes for your pain receptors to receive information to mm. the brain about a thing that's happened to you, mm-hmm. they were already vaporized. Yeah, I heard that too. Like they, they literally were vaporized. Literally, they were the vaporized. Yeah, they were vaporized into nothing, mm-hmm. just into what was left. Like before they even realized, before they could even realize what happened. Well, I think that's the same idea with pink mist, except it's on land. Yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't need to worry about it anyway because you're already dead. Yeah. Unless they want to do it while you're alive. It might be an option in. <laughs> 2,120. So what is a pink mist? Please enlighten me. Yeah, pink mist is, um, you know, there are some like bombs out there that is just so massive and literally literally will blow you up so there is nothing left, nothing. (laughs) And it just leaves a pink mist and that's your whole, like I feel like that's a very (laughs) eco-friendly way. (laughs) As long as it's (laughs) non-nuclear. It's like... uh, I just, oh, I get this like image in my head. There's like this truck just backing up, <laughs> just dropping bodies out. And then you're just like, okay, <laughs> clear, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way old John wanted to go. Into the mist. Into the mist. <laughs> ashes to ashes, mist to mist. <laughs> Just, I, I was just thinking about it. I was thought, mm, I bet you they come up with some pretty cool stuff in the future where it's literally just you're vaporized. You're well, gone. yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's a good point. So I hope that sort of helped out a little <laughs> bit. With, so, <laughs> I think we're going on such a tangent, mate. We're so sorry. We go all over the place with it, but I hope that sort of gives you a bit of an idea. <laughs> it gives you a bit of an idea about that stuff, mate. I, um, we, we are, we are actually pretty crap at answering messages. <laughs> <laughs> But we try our hardest. We are trying. <laughs> we definitely try. Now I know there's another one here. So I thought I'd just get this one. This is another recording. Uh, one from Kyle. I mm-hmm. uh, appreciate you sending that through, mate. He is an avid listener of the podcast, nice. and um, he's actually put a, a bit of input in before okay, um, great. via messages and stuff. But this is the first time he's given us a recording. So okay. be interesting. Listen to see what he says. Okay. First time caller, long time listener. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hope you guys are okay. I've got a question for you. So I'm not religious and I want to get your thoughts on what do you think happens to a soul or body or the person once they've passed? See, I, d- I don't really know. So I'm like, ah, oh, where do you go? Like, it's one of those questions that no one really knows. But like, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, really. Great question. Great question. Mm. It's that it's that question that no one really knows the answer to, eh? And it's one of those, I guess it comes down to everyone's interpretation of that question. Mm-hmm. 
everyone can be right and everyone can, can be, be wrong. wrong. You it's, just don't know. No one knows really. No, but okay. So from my personal point of view, I like to think that there is something definitely there afterwards. Mm-hmm. What it is, I can't tell you. Like yeah. I couldn't, I got no idea. Yeah. I got no idea, but I'd like to believe that there's something there. Yeah. Whether it's a, now, do I think it's uh, a constant reoccurrence of living the same life over and over again? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Is it, are you reincarnated to something else? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Are you going to another place afterwards? Maybe. I'm not sure. But there's one thing that I know that I'm guaranteed of, and that is um, I've, I've come from somewhere and I'm going somewhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. What it I'm, is, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm the same. I like to think something will yeah. happen after we die. We'll go somewhere. We'll be somewhere. I like to think that if you put all your time and energy into being a good person, you do get rewarded for it at the end. And people who are bad people hmm. will get in trouble in the end. Well, I like, And I like to think that our ancestors and... You know, our loved ones, it's somewhere there and we get to see them once again someday. And I of just, course. you know, I just, there's, we've got so much energy in our bodies and energy in our life. And like scientifically, energy is so amazing. So I, uh, I yeah. hope. Well, the thing is, is like, you know, there's this thing that, there's this thing that the soul and, and, and what's made up of it and what is it. No, no mm-hmm. one really has the answer for it. No. You can feel it. You can sense it. Yeah. But you can't explain it. And maybe because we do see a lot of deceased people, you can tell that they <clears throat> don't have that they're a shell of the full yeah, themselves. They don't have that energy in yeah. them anymore. And that that's know, not them. That's right. And that's know? not for me speaking from a point of view on a professional side of things. Mm. That's me seeing those people that I know. Yeah. Not just not just relatives and friends. Yeah. Not just relatives, sorry, but people that I've actually dealt with. Yeah. People that I've spoken to leading yeah. up to their own passing. I've had people come in and speak to me saying, Hey, look, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I need you to pre organise my funeral. Yep, yeah. no worries at all. So, you know, and then come the time that they do pass away, I go to see them and I know that they're not there. I can yeah. feel it. Now, yeah. you know, depending on if anyone's been in those professions, whether it's a nurse, a doctor, uh, an ambulance, uh, wardy, uh, carer, um, a friend, a family member, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, you, you, you can all relate to what I'm saying. You know yeah. that, that that feeling of that person is gone. Now, yeah. where does that person go? Where does that feeling go? Mm. Does it move into another person? Does it leave us and leave and go with, like mm. maybe the Vikings thought with up into the smoke? Or, you know, what's the old saying about the heavens opening up? When the mm. when we rain is a sign of the soul making its way up. There's so many different interpretations of what it could be, but yep. there's one thing. There's things that I'm guaranteed of that I know that I can feel and that I can sense. Yes. And so to me, that's that makes me believe that there's something there afterwards. Yeah. What it is, I can't tell you, but I know I know that there's certain things that I can, you know, like I, I do. I like to have facts. Yeah. And I do like to have my beliefs, mm-hmm. but. There's some things there where I just I, I'm not sure what it is, but I just want to I I think at the least that it sets itself for good morals. It sets itself for a good template to be a good person and have yeah. good morals and something to live by, knowing that if you do these good things, that afterwards there might be something for you. Yeah, same. Yeah, because yeah. what's the point of living a good life and taking care of others? And oh, what's the good, yeah? What's you, the point if, of being a good person? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might as well just rob a bank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Live in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah that's it. But yeah, you know, that's the point. Like that's yeah. that that what that's what distinguishes people. Like 
That's what distinguishes doing right from wrong yeah. is morals and what's leaving a good life and and stuff like that, I think. And even if I've seen a lot of people that don't believe in the afterlife and mm. they have been content in that. Mm. You know, they've been yeah. like, you know what, when I die, I die, I'm gone. Yeah. And that's it. Now, from an atheist point of view, I think it's more of a case of that there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing at all. Yeah. Once you die, you die. That's fair enough. I yeah. got I don't know arguments with that because I've got nothing to back it. I can't uh, prove it. Yeah, same. <laughs> no. I can't I can't prove it with facts. No. I can tell you what I believe yeah. and what my opinion is. Yeah. As much as I can tell you about a Christian, about his, about a Muslim, Hindu, yeah, Buddhist, all yep. those other different religions and cultures and all that sort of stuff, I can't I can't determine which was right, which was wrong. But, but like, I can definitely say that there's something there. Yeah, and like you said, one thing that ties most of those religions together is that if you're a good person, you'll have a good life, and yeah. Yeah. if you're a bad person, you'll have a bad life yeah. and afterwards. And, and then what? You know. So to my point to that question is. I guess for someone who's an atheist or someone who's that, and this is not on a religious point of view or nothing like that, just I'd like to beg the question why they would still live a high, they still live a good moral life. I did hear Ricky Gervais talk about this once because he, he's an atheist. Yeah. And he's, his argument was um, because I want to live a happy life. There it's like go. I'm yeah. happy when I'm good to people. Yes. And so I want to live a happy life. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's it. That's a, oh, that's a perfect answer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted to see what 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 would be an answer to that. Well, that was an answer, Brian, and that's the only one you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate. It. <laughs> um, so there were the two. There were the two voice recordings we got. So thank you so much to those people who sent them through. We did have some questions, uh, some written questions come through as well. Now, this one here, actually, mm-hmm. I, this is actually a very good question. Ooh. And um, I'm just going to bring this up. Love a good question. Now, let me just send you through. I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll message. I've had some nice messages come through, actually, because we had we recently had, and I want to extend a big thank you to Jasmine from the ABC Capricornia who put out a nice article um, yeah. about us, giving us a chance to voice what we're trying to do here at the Dead Us Podcast. It was lovely. Yeah, she put, she did up a write-up about Nico and myself and about how we came up with the idea to do um, – how what uh, to, to get our story about what we do here as the podcast. So, yeah. Um, it was, and it's actually been received really positively. Like we've oh, had some, lovely. we've had some lovely messages and some emails come through from people, people down. Like even though it's the local ABC people here in Capricorn yeah. that did our article, it must it's gotten reached down south because we've had people from um, Sydney and Melbourne and all that send out some lovely emails. And in Mexico. Regard. And Mex- yeah, Mexico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're technically born. Um, so it says um, this is from. Um, Meek. All right. So mm-hmm. she says, uh, Dear Brizy, Summer, and Cole. Aww. So, well, everyone got to mention. First of all, well done on starting such an awesome and interesting podcast. Thanks for fueling my morbid curiosity. And I developed as a child after watching My Girl. So, <laughs> yeah, we did actually you. mention that, didn't we? <laughs> so, shout out to you about that. We yeah, always great. used to relate to that movie. All the time. All the time. Because we could see that was like pretending that. Dan Aykroyd was our dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice to have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you guys on Liver Mortis. With the recent events in the Territory, an African-Australian passed under suspicious circumstances mm. 
And I was wondering if darker skin color still presents liver mortis. Okay. Now, that's a very good question. Yeah. I really like that one. And thank you very much, Meg, for sending that out to yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. All the best on you. Now, that um, it comes down to anything, anything like, like with just the color, color pigmentation in the skin. Mm-hmm. If you have darker skin and you bruise yourself, yeah. can, you see the, can you see the bruise? Yeah, okay. If you can see the bruise, then you'll be able to see liver mortis because liver mortis is the same sort of situation yeah. where you've got lividity pulling into the lymphatic system where the skin is. Yeah, that so, makes a lot of sense. So it's the – and when you press on it, it pushes it back out. Oh. So when you And then when it comes back in, that's liver mortis. If yeah. you press it and it won't go away, yeah. that's post-mortem stain. That's where it actually stains. Oh. So <clears throat> I guess the question is like – if you – the easiest way for someone to tell is if they can see their bruises. If you can yeah. see your bruises, you'd be able to have liver mortis. Yeah, I suppose like really light-skinned who bruise, uh, bruise. You'd be able to see it really mm, well. Really well. Yeah. As a, okay. And then as the skin gets darker, it would be harder less to see. Less and less. Less and yeah. less and less, yeah. Okay. That's probably the easiest way to determine it, I would well, say. Well, it makes sense. If yeah. you're comparing it to a bruise, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's pretty much what I um, – would. It is a great question. That is a very good question. I'm, I'm, I'm glad she sent that through. Now, just so just so for the listeners, um, you know what people who don't know what we're talking about. Um, so, liver mortis uh, is a is, is a part of, you know, it's called um, postmortem lividity. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a passive process of blood accumulating within the blood vessels in the dependent parts of the body. As a result of gravity, so it's you know like we we're talking about before, um, it's in the gravity area, so it gravitates down. So you, that's why it's going to be all pronounced in the back section of a body or whatever uh, the body's touching the surface, whatever, whatever yeah. you know. Now the discoloration of the skin that varies from pink to dark, yeah, purplish. So there is lighter like lighter colors of it and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Um, How early on does liquor mortis? Liquor mortis. <laughs> How early on does it kick in? Yeah, gross. <laughs> um, so many postmortem changes, the rapid changes of death relate to different bodily functions, including respiratory, circuitry, nervous systems, right? The three early postmortem changes occur when the body is still fresh stage before, you know, the breakdown of tissues. So you've got – this is what we've discussed these before. You've got alga mortis, Mm -hmm. liver mortis and And rigor rigor mortis. mortis. That's right. Jinx. (laughs) Buy me a cock. Alga mortis is the postmortem cooling of the body temperature Mm -hmm. until it equalizes to the temperature in the surrounding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's very so it's the cut, it's the temperature variation in the body. Yeah, alga mortis, rigor mortis um, is stiffening, the stiffening of the muscles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it will pass over time. Yeah, okay. okay. Now you can also get rid of the rigor mortis by actually using natural range of movement, and you can m- relieve it with manipulation of the body parts. So yep. you can pick up someone's arm, bend it, mm-hmm. and it won't. It will free up, and then it won't come back. Okay, so okay? a bit of. Um, physio and a little bit of massage. That's exactly right. It. it begins, so your question in regards to liver mortis, it begins to be apparent about an hour after death. Okay. Okay. Right. And it's well formed 
um, about three to four hours after death. But what happens there is it gets fixed. That's what I was talking to you about. Like okay, about yeah. six to eight hours after someone passes away, it can get fixed. Like it can get stuck. Or I guess you could probably be the layman's terms. Yeah. It will permanently leave a coloration in the skin. Okay. And that's usually can be up to eight hours. But it's also, you know, um, there's lots of different aspects that take place to that obviously environmental, temperature, mm. all the other bits and pieces, you know, the type of body it is as well, mm-hmm. you know, the weight of the body, the size, there's all kinds of different things. Um, so it's uh, Livermore's, yeah, so that's what Livermore's is roughly. Just, okay. to, just to give people a basic rundown of it. I think we have gone over it before previously in some other episodes. We yeah. might do, we'll do a refresher on it again soon. Yeah. But yeah. that, you know, that sort of gives people a basic understanding of what that is. That's something I want to go through in another episode is rates of decomposition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. So people, you know, depending which way the person passes away too can lead to different sort of forms of discoloration. So, mm-hmm. you know, if someone's passed away face down. You know, there's yeah. obviously going to be severe discoloration in the face, and less. so all these things can lead to different um, uh, viewing of the body as well. Mm, you know, all these yeah. different th- all these factors that take place. So just keep that in mind. Like if you know someone was to pass away face down, that there's a good chance there's going to be heavy discoloration in the face, and yeah, okay. you know all that sort of stuff. Also, too, there's certain things called contact pressure, where the pressure of um, laying on on certain mm. items or the way that the person's mm. laid can be can affect the way that the body coloration is as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then when it comes, and then when you get further down the track, there's ways that you got to try and do to return some of the color, and that's through different arterial injections of the body with embalming. Yeah. Okay. And so all that liver mortis, you can reverse the process. You can actually pull liver mortis out of the skin, post mortem stain or embalming, uh, or yeah, post mortem stain you can't. So that I hope that helps gives people a little bit of an idea. I think so. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Not, not sometimes not I can throw a little bit. <laughs> sometimes I can throw a little bit of knowledge out. <clears throat> uh, so that's that's for me. I hope you I hope that helps to answer that a little bit for you, mate. Uh, the other ones, the other ones are pretty much just um, questions. Yeah, so you actually have some topics that you want to discuss as well. Actually, yeah, thank you. Because right. we were talking about um, – when we were talking about Viking funeral. Oh, no, no, no. So aquamation, like eco-friendly yeah. options, all that sort of thing. Yeah. I kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole on um, <clears throat> unique funeral rituals that have happened throughout the world. And um, I actually stumbled across one called a sky burial. Oh, yes. Have you heard of this before? I have heard of this, yes. It's very fascinating. It is. Um, it is still practiced today, it is, yeah. um, but not largely. It's mm. only because they're a all few, run. They're running out. <laughs> yeah, a few minute places, <laughs> um, but it's uh, particularly Tibetan. Um, yeah, Tibetan sky burials. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, where a person passes away, their corpse is then placed on a mountain top mm-hmm. um, to decompose. Um, and it's exposed to the elements and it will get eaten by birds and scavenging. And the whole idea of it is the whole circle of life. You know, mm. we, you know, the world is 
fed us and then we feed the world yeah. by that type thing. Merry-go-round. Yeah, and I mean, and plus it's also because the ground is too hard, it's rocky. You'd have to go down the bottom of the mountain to try and organise a burial and then it's just easier just to go up a little bit higher and feed well, grandma to the birds. <laughs> Come, Grandma, I'm going to take you up. I'm going to show you the birds. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> well, you will be. <laughs> I heard that there was also like they actually, because, you know, the, the, the deceased body, if you just laid the body out, that actually, you know, um, they, I've heard that they actually might have, I'm pretty sure they have someone up there that helps with breaking the body down to be able to feed it to the birds. That is correct. Um, so they actually, in some cases... <laughs> They have – they will um, prepare the body by chopping it into pieces yep. or maybe taking out some organs. Yeah. Um, it's to dispose of the body in the most generous way possible because – also because they believe that if the body wasn't touched, then that's bad luck and that's a bad omen and that person was a bad person and yeah. they won't move on. Yeah. So if the – person is picked clean then you know obviously they must have been a good person yeah um but also like it would just the body the bones would be left obviously from the scavenging birds so they would grind that up and make it into like a kind of meal and then feed it to the rest of the birds yes type thing i've got two things about this for me um do you want to be fed to the birds no <laughs> The first one is I love the idea of it. It's really nice, very eco-friendly, whole Lion King vibe, mm -hmm. you know. But the antelopes eat, eat the grass. That's it. And we and become then we the grass. Eat the antelopes. <laughs> um, but in reality, it'd be quite gruesome. <laughs> I quite be. gruesome and yeah, hard to watch. And apparently, the um, the immediate family watch it happen. Well, I've heard the immediate. Sometimes the immediate family assist in it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, could you imagine having a picnic down at the bottom of the, the hill and then a bird lands next to you with a finger? Like. Or a doodle. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it straight to doodles, Brian? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> and my, my second thing about this, though, is like how much human flesh can you feed to a bird before it becomes addicted to human flesh. And it starts looking for it. Like week one, you feed them a body. Week two, you feed them a body. Week three, no one's died. They start watering from the beaks. <laughs> <laughs> they see a little child walking <laughs> to school and they're eyeing him the whole way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Like, at they, what point they do we make them predators? <laughs> <laughs> they they get a lust. Imagine walking out your back door and there's a tree full of crows all staring at you. <laughs> yeah, they're ready to peck you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're vultures, aren't they? Vultures up there or the eagles or something. They're big. Yeah. They're big bird. Yeah, big vultures, but also lots of little birds. No, so they yeah. yeah okay, so a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's all they eat up there, so that's they would get a bit of a taste for it, eh? You would think so. Yeah. You know, and then if they haven't been fed in a while. Either they'd be like, hold on, I've seen that animal before. I wonder if that I want they. I would assume they're probably not eating those birds either. No, because they must they must be sacred. I I would assume so because, like, can you imagine knowing that this one. Let's just say, for instance, you had a couple of chickens up there, <laughs> right? I just pointed it out, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 
So you had you had a herd of chickens up there, and mm-hmm. they're they're munching away on your relative, mm-hmm. and then. You like, all right, well, what's for dinner? Well, we'll have a chicken. So you go up, <laughs> chop up the chicken, but knowing that that chicken's eating granddad. Yeah. That'd be weird. I'd still eat it. <laughs> Does it still taste like chicken? Chicken's chicken, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you're but right. No, I'm just I saying, think like, there must they, be. They must, like, they've got to be sacred or they've got to be holy or something. Like, there was, there must be, a, uh, that must be out of bounds. They also, they truly believe that once a person dies, that is just their shell. Like that is just the shell yeah, of the person. Yeah. They truly believe that. I can see, I, and like we literally just talked about it, and I can yeah. see exactly what they, in yeah. them saying that, why, yeah. So definitely. that's why disposing of a body in that way doesn't really feel, doesn't yeah. bother them because it's just a shell. So. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Let's get into the next section, hey? Yeah, mate. Alrighty, let's uh, move into Weird Death of the Week. Ooh, weird Death of the Week. Sponsored by C2C. C2C, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Big Nakla, shout out to him. We do have a discount code if you mm-hmm. go to country no, the the country trucker mm-hmm. where you buy all the um, merch that's available for CTC. Mm-hmm. So they've got all their famous sayings and funny, you know, funny catchphrases and all those bits and pieces. Yeah. If you like the hats and you want to get one um, at the checkout, use the code word deadass and they'll give you a discount mm-hmm. for your hats. And if you want to design your own hat, you can go to countrytruckercaps.com and you can design your own. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Try not to burp while it's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gassy, this beer. Um, You're you a can, disgrace to I your am, family. Sorry. And while I'm trying to pull an ad for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> country. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you want to design your hat, go to countrytruckercaps.com and they'll you can design your own on their website. That's super cool. Yeah, it is mad. That's how you can get your um, – how, like, for instance, we've got Deadass Podcast hats through CTC. You can go there, you can – Design your own and they'll hook it up for you. I see they got the new branding ones too. Yeah, that's mad, branded. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna see if you'll let me do that on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know no I know I need me put a K for knuckles or something. Yeah, of course yeah. you would. No, you're not getting that. I I will one I bet you one night I'll get my hands on that thing when I'm drunk. Yeah. You're gonna cause chaos. Yeah. Yeah, with a C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it spelt with C? Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I meant K. Anyway. It's all right. Okay, so we're death of the week. Let's get we're back to death of the week. Yeah. Um, so this is a little bit of a different one. Um, should I say his name? James William Hesselton. Well, isn't he the owner or head founder or something? Don't act like you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but like isn't he the boss? <laughs> no, you just sit over there and uh. shut up. this. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> he was an English entrepreneur, a former coal miner, and he became very wealthy by manufacturing the Hesco Bastion barrier system. Ah. So he made a lot of money because he made a heavy duty fabric liner um, and it, he used it for like blast walls, small firearms. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, yeah. um, okay. So that's what he made his money from. He made a lot of money from that. Um, and he actually bought the company called Segway Incorporated. Ah. Um, so he didn't 
and he didn't make uh, it. He invested. He, he, he built. He, he bought, bought, bought it. it. He, uh, bought, he bought them out. Okay. Um, Radio. Well, unfortunately, in 2010, um, he passed away whilst he was riding a Segway um, with his dog, and he tried to avoid another person walking with their dog, and he drove his Segway off a cliff. Um, <sighs> And this was after he was just promoting the safety of using segways. Well, it safely took him to his death. Yes. Yep. Um, he flew straight past <laughs> that. That's one thing. <laughs> segways don't fly. No, exactly. <laughs> Can you think of a good segway to get me out of this, Brian? <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, after promoting how safe and reliable Segways are, he drove his Segway off a cliff. Maybe he should have been wearing some of that heavy-duty fabric. Ooh. Oh, is that a good Segway? Yeah, not bad, not yeah. bad. I wonder whether they got the name Segway. I wonder if that, segway. because like, yeah, anyway, I don't know. That's, uh, that's, an inter- that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like deaths like that are kind of like it's so it's like a hypocritical one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like karma no, no, hypo- coming. Yeah, karma. Yeah. yeah, karma coming to Murphy's bite you in the law. bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be so ironic, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. You, touch wood. You've got to be a little embarrassed by that. Yeah, it's funny you touch. <laughs> yeah, you can't touch wood here because you're touching the wood of a coffin. <laughs> isn't that MDF? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's proper timber. Oh, yeah. fine. No, but it's, that's ironic itself. You like touch wood, but it's, yeah, you touch some coffin wood. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Weird death of the week. Suitu suitu baby. Brought to you by them. Um, now to to top it off, uh, a couple of things. One, mm-hmm. um, I want to thank everyone who's reached out and asked for stickers. We've got plenty of them. I'm sorry if I haven't gotten back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Try my best to keep on top of it. I'm actually pretty crap at it, to be honest with you. Um, so if you haven't received them or you haven't got any yet but you have messaged me, can you message me again? <laughs> Please. Because <laughs> Please. Um, I'm absolutely shit at it. Um, well, we do have plenty there available. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, if you email me to deadasspodcast01 at gmail, just ask for some stickers. I'll, yeah. I'll pop them in the mail for you. Yeah. No, they're free. So no charge. Just yeah. just ask for some stickers. I'll throw them in, throw them in the post. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, so make sure Spread you do. Best way to do it, I, I would probably say, look, I mean, you can put them through the social medias and stuff like that. You can if you want to. Um, I think the email's the safest way because it keeps mm. everything in order for me. I, yeah. It's a little bit easier for me to keep track of than the social media because I get so many different tags and, you know, messages and stuff so they could easily get lost. I usually message you something through TikTok once a day about me beating up my boss. <laughs> 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 well, it's that stupid cat in a car driving <laughs> driving away from work that's exploding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Well, the, um, yeah, so do that. Now, just keep in mind that we've mm-hmm. got those shirts coming. Those shirts are coming soon. Also, mm-hmm. for the people as well, keep an eye out. We have got the fight night coming up in <gasps> April as well. So we've so been training pretty hard for it. Going to give the old... Uh, fucking Marty and Michael, the old left, right, good night <laughs> with some love. Um, Jesus has been teaching him how to throw it. a punch. And I'm Jesus's tool. That's right. I'm ready, <laughs> going around baptizing some foos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 you grab, grab some holy water and like throw it in their face before you punch them. 
<laughs> I like spit it out. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> I'll start flogging them with a, with a crucifix or something. That's it. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. That's all coming. I'm so excited to uh, have the opportunity if there's going to be people there from the, the uh, listeners of the podcast. Um, so get your shirts, get your hats, yeah. get all the bits and pieces. Yeah. It's on their merch store, deadasspodcast.com.au. Um, I'd love to see some of his, uh, some people there wearing it besides my family. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I'll be there, bro. Yeah, I, I can already tell you're going to say that. I was like, please, other people, other people besides my fucking family. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be really cool if you could do that. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> You know, like how the family normally support the because they're like, oh, "Come on, Brian, yeah. Yeah, let's help. you did your best, Brian. You, Good you did, job. You tried, <laughs> you know." And then you know, all of a sudden, you failed like miserably. Yeah. Now I have been speaking with Knuckles as well, so Knuckles mm. and I are going to have a merch stand there at the fight night. Oh, that's so cool! So I thought you guys get the first heads up. We're also going to be doing. This is a exclusive for you as well. Don't tell anyone. No, don't. <laughs> Keep it between you and me. All right? All of us. Okay. Don't tell anyone else. We're going to have a collaboration <gasps> merch there as well between Proper True Yarn and Deadass Podcast. What? Yeah. I'm oh, my sure. God, no, Brian. Yeah, this is, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm telling you before Proper True Yarn even know about it. <laughs> He do not know about it. I've already got it set up. So too bad. Suck shit, knuckles. You already got, you're doing you're a doing collab. It. You're doing a collab with me. I'm 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 going off your fame. <laughs> Come to my side. Come to my That's side. It. That's it. Yeah. So we're doing a we're doing a collab, uh, and there will be a merch stand there available. You'll have a combination of proper tree yarn, dead ass podcast, CTC. You're gonna awesome. have yeah. I'm gonna be um, sick that afternoon, so I won't be able to run your merch stand. <laughs> <laughs> We're already trying to work out who's going to do it. I, I just know. I just know. No, we won't do it for you. No, we've got plenty of other people that are coming. Name one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking. Yeah. Mm. No, well, thanks once again for coming back on. I appreciate you. I love coming on. It's always good. Have a bit of a chat. Yeah. So, yeah, just a recap. Um, if you have any questions... If you feel free, please, um, I'd love those voice recordings. Yeah, those voice and recordings were super cool. Thank you to Kyle and Matthew for sending those through. Really yeah. appreciate it, guys. Bloody legends for – it just makes it a little bit cooler. Yeah. You know, I don't mind reading yeah. it out. i got no problem. Like if you want to send me that, yeah, you're happy yeah. days. But it's cool getting but a bit of a voice to the person who's asking the question. Yeah, it's refreshing that we yeah. don't have to listen to you for like 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> any any chance to get a little jab in, eh? Just it's because you're wrapping up and I want to get them in. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all we've got to cover for today, I believe. Yeah, just yeah. a few things. Just yeah. a couple, it was just a couple of things just to share out some of the stories that we've been talking about. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it. So thanks, everyone. Much love to you all. Appreciate it. Thanks, Summer, for jumping back on again. We'll Thank do it again you. soon. Yeah, sounds great. Cheers. All right, I'll no. see you then. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.